Welcome back to another episode of Ends With Z. I'm Juan Fernandez, along with Cecile Munoz. And Cecile, we're just about the middle of summer. You know, this time of year normally uh, would be a time that students would be getting ready for the fall schedule. And the word there is normally. Mm -hmm. This is not a normal year, and we're hoping that next year we'll get back to some sense of normalcy, but now it isn't normal. So um, COVID and all the changes that are happening worldwide is also affecting students. And a lot of students now have some time off. They have that gap uh, between uh, one semester and the other. And that's kind of the uh, focus of our a podcast today, which is a gap year. That's right. And I know that we briefly mentioned it in another podcast, mm-hmm. but we really want to tackle it because there's just so many ramifications to a gap year that we wanted to address it. Um, I started also thinking about it. I was in, in a conversation with a client recently who uh, was telling me that he was really struggling because a couple of his kids, they're, I, th- I believe they're twins, they're starting college. Mm-hmm. Now, these kids are very fortunate um, that where they're going to college, the one in particular is Yale University. Um, and he was thinking of deferring for a year because he was not, not happy with the conditions mm-hmm. in which he was going to school. So that got me thinking about... Um, gap year and what it means and what are the the pluses and the minuses. Well, let's talk about exactly what it means. I found something very interesting, an acronym for gap year. It was generating all possibilities. So let's explain to our our listeners here, um, what exactly is a gap year? Well, a gap year is uh, when recent high school graduates take a time uh, between their first year Mm -hmm. of college um, and high school to to do something different. And it's normally a time for them to experience something different, to have a year of of experiencing hands-on either work or travel. But it also is seen as a way for them to really enrich their life. Some people say it's a way to find themselves. I, I generally have a mm-hmm. um, a point of view when people say I'm trying to find <laughs> myself because I think you look in the mirror and there you are. <laughs> but I think it's a moment of self-discovery. And I think those are really good things for mm-hmm. anybody and certainly for, for high school uh, seniors, especially because statistically it shows that when they take that time to um, explore life, they gain some very valuable mm-hmm. um life skills, but the, but also prepares them to be uh, much more connected when coming back to college. And the, the topic uh, the of a gap year is something somewhat new because when, yes. when I was in school, you went right from high school into college and, and you didn't want to have much of a break because you wanted to get a, a heads up on, on, on the competition, right. basically. Right. But now a lot of uh, universities and a lot of people are seeing the benefits of a gap yes. year. Yes, and, and you're you're very right on a couple of things. First of all, it's very generationally driven. Mm-hmm. It it's really has come into popularity, let's say, uh, with the Generation C. And it really came into sharp focus about two decades ago, about 20 years ago. Uh, it were Harvard um, admissions professionals that wrote an essay that was published in the New York Times. And the title of the essay was, uh, time to opt out before you burn out for mm-hmm. the next generation. Time to opt out before you burn, burn out. out. And that was the big concern, right? Many of these students were at risk of academic burnout um, before getting into school, which would then yes. be detrimental yes. moving ahead. And it was it was particularly seen within the Generation Z because I think it's an accumulation of several things. First is how competitive it has become to get into college, the demands, the the stresses of getting great, great grades. And the other is the cost. So to really understand um, 
gap year and mm-hmm. what it means to Generation C because that is the generation that is embracing gap year and that's the generation that's facing the options to take a, a gap year and who have mm-hmm. taken gap years. Um, so Generation C is typically described as those born between 1995 and 96 to 2010. I think Pew Research uh, basically says anyone born after 1997. So let's let's Think about somebody born after 1996. And Gen Cs, first of all, they are the largest population in the country right now. There are over Mm -hmm. 80 million. Gen Cs are also, almost 50% of them are minorities. Mm -hmm. So just on the the pure statistics, they're very different than previous generations. Gen Cs also are very debt averse. Um, They don't like. They don't like debt. Mm -hmm. Because think of it, the older of the Cs, were born right before the last crash of the market. Mm -hmm. And so they were raised in families very, very keenly aware of a financial stressors, which again, we're seeing ourselves into again. They um, enter into high school and college with a really high degree of social uh, situations. They have a high degree of social and global awareness. Mm -hmm. Many people say it's because they were born tech savvy and social media savvy. They were born online. And we mentioned the year 1996, Cecile. That's basically anybody 25 years and younger. So look around. That's a big demographic. That is a big demographic. And what I find really positive um, about this generation is that they are so socially aware. They are very interested in making a positive contribution to the world and to their communities. They are very interesting and interested in learning more about themselves and mm-hmm. the world around them. That's why they're they're such nomads. They love to travel. They they love to travel and experience things. And where they're slightly different than the millennials is that they're a lot more pragmatic. They're mo- much more thoughtful. They don't just jump into things. And they want to have a lot more hands-on experience. They want to have experiences that are absolutely authentic and uh, offline, if you will, Mm -hmm. of really immersing themselves in those experiences. And that's why I believe that to this generation, a gap year is so attractive. We don't know if it's going to be possible this year, probably not, where Mm -hmm. they did these experiences internationally because of COVID, but they they love immersing themselves in cultures and in communities yeah. to better understand themselves and understand the world around them. Let me tell you, when I graduated high school in the uh, late 1980s, I would have loved for this concept to have been around mm-hmm. because I love to travel, I love to explore, but that just wasn't part of the uh, psyche back then. No, it wasn't something that was accepted for us. Uh, I also think that there was probably not a lot of mechanisms by which mm-hmm. we could do that and we could do that safely. Um, TD Ameritrade, who happens to be uh, one of our clients, and uh, the Gap Year Association, which is a wonderful not-for-profit or, uh, organization mm-hmm. that helps kids do a very productive, successful gap year and puts kids in, in touch with uh, with programs. And we'll have all of this up on our website for mm-hmm. our listeners to to access, but they um, they conducted a, a recent uh, survey where they stated that 35% of high school seniors are actively considering taking a gap year. That's meaningful, mm. and that is, uh, I think, also it's going to deliver rich rewards for us as a community as a whole because these kids are going to take the time, these young students, these young minds are going to hopefully take the time to engage in work or service or volunteer, or even if it's just traveling around the US to better understand the very nature of the diversity and the fabric of this country. Mm -hmm. So imagine how they come back to the workforce and to school. They become much more 
engaged and emotionally mature mm -hmm. because they understand the differences in, in our communities. That's what I think is so wonderful about a gap year. It's not just uh, going to Europe and, and traveling abroad. Backpacking, it having fun. It could be uh, volunteering in yes. your local community. It can, it, can, it can run the gamut and you may find something you really love that you're mm -hmm. really passionate about that may change your trajectory when it comes to um, going back to school. Absolutely. Um, well, there's some wonderful statistics about uh, the benefits of a gap year, but mm -hmm. but let me um, address something that I think you, you said that is really important about when we were when we were kids and we were coming out of high school right. and into college. We very few of us knew exactly what we wanted to do in life. I know I we've talked. Yeah. <laughs> I know we've mm -hmm. talked about this before, and even those people who who thought they knew what they wanted to do in life and pursued that particular education, many of them came out of that and realized this is not what I want to do for a living. I don't want to be an accountant, mm -hmm. even though I'm great with numbers, or they may have had such a such a tunnel vision on their studies and the classes that they took that they left aside a lot of potentially very enriching coursework that will allow them to expand their mind and expand their their view of the world so that they could potentially later on in their career make different choices, mm -hmm. right? Seek other career prof uh, uh, opportunities. And as we're seeing now, these generations, they don't stay on a, on a linear track. They don't. Mm -mm. And I think that that makes them far more interesting as individuals. Yeah, and it's okay to change, right? It's okay to change your... It's good to change. Indeed. Well, when I was in, in high school or about to uh, declare a, a major, Cecile, I have to say my biggest fear was making a choice, sticking with it for two years, and coming out at the other end and not liking mm -hmm. what course of study I had chosen. So what I did was, of course, there was no gap year back then, but I basically knocked on several doors at several TV stations, mm -hmm. and I asked them, please, let me come in, let me answer phones, let me do whatever it takes to just immerse myself in this environment to see if this is exactly what I'd like to do. The first weekend I did it, I came home with such a headache, such a migraine. It was all this new vocabulary, yes. new things. But I came back the following weekend and the weekend after that, and here I am. I've had a 30-plus year career in, in broadcast television. I'm so glad I did that. But now with the gap year, mm -hmm. universities are encouraging it. Yes. Parents are happy to put their kids through it, and it just makes you a much better person. Absolutely. And it's interesting because parents are now becoming more and more supportive mm -hmm. of their kids taking on a gap year. I, I was mentioning a client of mine and he was he was hoping that to to try and encourage his son to to think about going to to Yale even if it was online and I said, "Well, you know, think about a gap year yeah. this way." And mm -hmm. and so we had a really dynamic conversation, but um, to your point about what you gained and in your way you were creating your own, your own gap year. Parents are and students are much more willing to to undertake a gap year. Um, for uh, actually other reasons as well. Number 1, safety. They're concerned for the safety of, the, of their children going to university in the middle of a, of a COVID sure. pandemic. Mm -hmm. So there, that's one. Number two, they don't feel that online classes is going to give them the same level of experience that we all were fortunate to mm -hmm. have when we went to college. And number three, this is one that's that I think is a little bit touchy, but it's understandable. 68% mm -hmm. of parents uh, polled in a research uh, recently conducted by YouGov and Forbes Advisors. YouGov? YouGov, mm -hmm. yes. Um, um, they they found that parents don't feel that going to school online is the same experience their kids should have mm -hmm. and therefore doesn't justify the 
the what they called exorbitant tuition right. prices because tuition prices are not going down. They're not. And it, there's no indication that universities are willing to decrease that mm-hmm. price because it's online. And, and we're not going to get into all the factors there because I can certainly understand it from both sides of the equation. Universities have bills. There's brick and mortar. There's sure. teachers. There's lots and lots and lots of costs because at some point these students will come back. But that is a very complicated mm-hmm. issue. So that's one reason also why they're a little bit more um more interested in right. in allowing um, their kids to take a gap year, and 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 let's just go back to uh, there was a time that you and I took a baking course. Remember? Yes. That? Oh my gosh, Imagine that was so much fun. If we had to do that online instead no. of hands on, no. it would have been a totally different thing. That's right, and and you and it was I, to me it was particularly fun because I was sharing it with you. Right. That we it was hands on first and foremost, and second of all, you and I were were sharing that together. So that's actually one of the the other things that that parents and Gen Cs feel that this is um, a great opportunity for mm-hmm. them. Many Gen Cs feel alienated. They don't feel that they're part of the discussion because of the vast generational differences that exist today in the workforce. You have the boomers predominantly still running corporate America and right. in government. Mm-hmm. And then you have, they're the, they're the third generation down because they're the Xers and the millennials and then them. So them choosing to quote unquote opt out and take a year where they're volunteering, they're engaging, they're immersed in in, um, in communities or globally if they have that opportunity, um, is is very appealing to them. And mm-hmm. I think that there's great value there. You you mentioned that the first day that you did your let's call it an internship at the at the studio, mm-hmm. you came home with a headache because it was terrible. Yeah. Because you you there was a lot of vocabulary. These are one of the things that they learn. We they're, they're called soft skills when they say these are the value that is derived from taking a gap year. Mm-hmm. But we don't call them soft skills anymore. We used to call them interpersonal skills. Remember back <laughs> yes, in our days, yes. you know, he's good with people. He likes talking to people, uh, which I always laugh when you say you're good with people. I always say, as what opposed to mean? what, right. a doorknob? Mm-hmm. Um, these are now the skills of the future. Right. It, it's how how you can communicate with individuals. How do you communicate differently in a, in a professional setting versus a social setting and mm-hmm. still be you? How do you manage relationships in the workforce? How do you problem solve? How mm-hmm. do you understand a completely new vocabulary? And this is what, what is available by taking a gap year yeah. and doing some either significant volunteer work or taking a, a, a position in, right. in a firm that may or may not be your future career. And may or may not even be paid, as, like in my case, it was an internship. And I have to say, Cecile, when it came time to getting to um, those subjects now in the classroom, mm-hmm. opening up a book on broadcast journalism, mm-hmm. I, I knew these words. You I had knew context. what they were talking about. I had hands-on experience with it, mm-hmm. and I felt like I had a leg up on the other students, which then I could kind of bring them in and, and kind of coach them or tutor them because I knew a little bit more. And you understood why it was important what they were teaching you. It was not just theory or concepts. You actually had experienced it and you either had experienced positivity or even discomfort, but you understood why it needed to be done. Growing pains, right? That's right. And and you become, again, better prepared to go back to school. And so some of the other benefits that mm-hmm. I'd love to talk about um, of taking a gap year, um, the first is, what I find very, very interesting is, again, the Gap Year Association, uh, the not-for-profit organization, um, tracks their, the, the behavior and the successes of their alumni. And they, they uh, noted that 90% of, of Gap Year alum return to college mm-hmm. 
they graduate in four years and they generally have a much higher GPA than students who didn't take a gap year between 3.7 and 4.0, which that is a very high GPA. Mm-hmm. Also, they um, uh, stay in school um, the, the four years. They finish on uh, a shorter time basis. But they also, post-graduation, show that they have much higher satisfaction in their professional career. Mm-hmm. They feel better aligned in the profession that they chose. And also, this is what I love very much. They are far more civically engaged and socially engaged in their communities. Yeah, we're seeing that now mm-hmm. with a lot of these younger people. Correct. So these are all the benefits. And, and I think it's because they took the time to understand who they are, mm-hmm. what's important to them, how they want to contribute to the world. The work that they're thinking about doing, they get to have a sense of what does it really mean in real life. Um, mm-hmm. We talk about... Um, the differences in this generation, URL between uh, URL and IRL, online versus in real life. So if we think that these kids have really grown up online in social media, a lot of their time has been online. To me, it makes sense that they really want to immerse in real life. So when they take that time to find out who they are, how the world sees them and how they see the world and where they can make an impact in the world, they're far more prepared emotionally and from a mm-hmm. from a from a maturity sure. from EQ, and so their engagement when they go back to school, I believe has been and will be far better because they have a maturity with which they understand what yeah. they're learning, just like you did Indeed. after your internship. Yeah, usually after graduating, people would say, "Okay, now it's time to get that real world experience." Well, in in this case of a gap year, you went ahead and got some real world experience. That's right. Came back to college, you were more motivated, you were energetic, you finished your studies. You may have even tweaked um, your course of study. That's right. So it only leads you on the other end of things in a much better position to continue making those those life choices. And there are certain organizations that um, help you connect with uh, volunteer programs or mm-hmm. uh, let's call them um, internships where you are learning future skills. You're, they're teaching you. You can get uh, a certification program. And what you're learning, again, our future skills, either technology-driven um, skills, uh, communication-driven skills, uh, even programming. Mm-hmm. Companies like Google and Adobe, they provide these programs. And what is happening is the, the, the alumni that's coming out of those programs are, are realizing, I can keep doing this over and over in my life. I can choose to go to school to study and learn what I absolutely love and mm-hmm. what I'm really interested in and what's going to enrich my life. because. When I enter the workforce, I can I can enter with who I am as a person and what I want to contribute, and I can learn on the job what I need to do to be effective in that job. Yeah, what's so wonderful, there's so much out there online, so many resources for, for people to tackle yes. versus back in the old days. I, we always go back to the old days, having to go to the library and, and go to the reference desk. And, and once again, if, if we're talking about a reference article, may be outdated, may not be the very latest. That's right. Now anybody accessing any information online, they're getting up to the minute that's information. Right. And Juan, that's something that it's really important. I think we should stop and note. You and I keep re- re- referencing the old days when, when, <laughs> when we went to school. And this is where we have a challenge as a community, mm-hmm. is understanding that the people running the companies now are a vastly different generation sure. from the biggest population of the workforce coming into the workforce. It used to be the millennials, it's now the Zs. And how do we bridge that gap? How do we 
ourselves find a way to create a, mm -hmm. a gap to your connectivity as owners of industry, leaders of industry, where our point of view is very different because our life experience is very different. Right. And I think that, that that's why this matters. That's why it matters for disease to take a gap year so they can become better contributors of a society and better mm -hmm. contributors as employees mm -hmm. and owners of businesses. But also, we then have to do our own work. We, as the older generations, have to do our work to understand what they're coming into the workforce with and what they're coming into uh, higher education with and what those demands are. Because they will change the way the workforce is, is experienced. Mm -hmm. Because the workforce doesn't adapt to the norms. The workforce creates the norms, and they are the future workforce. Right. And bridging that gap between companies and the Gen Zers, the Gen Xers, is only going to lead to financial well-being for these companies. If you don't Absolutely. connect with these people and they don't feel a worthiness to your product or your service, they're not even going to give you the time of the day. We're seeing that now. Mm -hmm. They, uh, The culture of a firm, and, and I know we've talked about this in, in other podcasts, but it's very important that we mention it again because it is critically important. It is at the, at the center of the work that we do. And they want to align with the purpose of the firm. They want to find mm -hmm. meaning in the work that you do and the work that they do for you. Right. And so when you think about these individuals who are taking the time to understand what's important to them, creating an environment, creating a culture in a firm where they can find have a meeting of the minds and together create products and services that speaks to that generation, everybody wins. Uh, in the work that we do, we are creating a program for our clients that will help them attract and retain interns, mm -hmm. um, their version of creating a gap year service mm -hmm. for all those students who um, can come in and intern with them. And again, we work only in financial services. And one of the points that we're addressing to, to our clients is because these students are entering college and some of the C's are exiting college mm -hmm. in the middle of a pandemic and economic uncertainty, is how can you help them become more financially savvy? Mm -hmm. How can you help them not start their professional life uh, at a disadvantage? And in hiring them as well as interns and helping them understand that by the sheer nature of what you do professionally, you're going to in turn understand how they think, mm -hmm. the products, the mm -hmm. services that would be meaningful for them so that then you can create them right. to serve this community. It's and all authentic and you're in recruitment that's your business so yes you can only imagine what a benefit to these companies bringing in these interns yes. already at the ground level yes. and having them grow with the company only yes. grows the company forward we talk about mentorship well this is mm -hmm. reverse mentorship mm -hmm. and everybody wins mm -hmm. um so those are some of the things that are very beneficial uh in taking a gap year but I think it's also important to to talk about because we like to analyze everything. We sure. we connect the dots. We look at everything. We don't think anything is just black or white or A and mm -hmm. B. Uh, unfortunately, um, social inequalities also have an impact mm -hmm. in gap That's year. Right. Many students, unfortunately, um, are are not going to be attending college, especially the minorities who come from low income families or socially uh, economically. Um, depressed uh, families, they, they have had to opt out of college. And many of them who were first generation uh, college students who 
statistically we know that they they are the ones that gain the most they are the ones that who if they go to a four-year college and if they get a degree Mm -hmm. they forever have changed the very nature of the trajectory of their life they're moving out of poverty and they for their they therefore change the fabric of our country they're having to opt out because they have to stop to work to help their families when i was doing the research for this uh, podcast and just i picked up on some of the cons of course of gap years we talk about so many positives right but another one of those cons that that really resonated with me was that it might be expensive for somebody because somebody if if they do go abroad there's housing there's food there's travel there's the fact you're not generating income if you're out of the country and you don't have a work permit a lot of students maybe you're finding themselves having to cut their costs or even fundraise i've heard of um GoFundMe pages for mm-hmm. some of these gap years. Mm-hmm. So it really does depend on where you are, just some of these social inequalities. Not everybody has the good That's fortune right. of a gap year. That's right. And I think many universities are have been really wonderful in deferring mm-hmm. admission and even deferring scholarships. But uh, like you, when we were doing research, extensive re- research for this podcast, I read an article where this uh, wonderful, brilliant young woman, 18-year-old, um, mm-hmm. who was profiled, she is my she would be the first person to go to university in her family. Her family lives at the poverty level, so they uh, are afforded social assistance. She had a four, I should say, she has a full ride scholarship to Harvard. Unbelievable. Again, I purely academically mm-hmm. achieved. She can't defer the uh, her enrollment, not because Harvard won't allow her, but because because of the socioeconomic conditions of her parents, if she doesn't, if she's not a full-time student, she will not have health care. Part of her, oh, okay. uh, part of her um, scholarship affords her costs for room and board and meals. If she defers her um, her entrance into Harvard, she said, "I won't have food. I won't have health care, and her parents can't provide it." So she can't take a gap year. She, she needs take to a jump right in. She needs to jump right in, whatever that's mm. going to be. Yeah. So again, those choices are very limited. But but going back to that population of of students who had already. Um, focused on going to a four-year college. They had, even those who didn't have scholarships that were going to take on debt, those who did not have the highest scores to afford them a, scholar, mm-hmm. a scholarship, those two are, they are very important to continue to go down the path of higher mm-hmm. education to change their life. Many of them have had to opt out to a community college, which again, statistically mm-hmm. shows that the probability of them completing a four-year degree is very low. So we have all these factors that are happening of of, of entire generation of Zs who want to get a higher education, who want to go to school, but because of COVID and because of the economic stressors, will have to potentially forever change their life because they cannot afford to take a gap year. So what you were saying, even just doing something as simple as going to community college to maybe lower your costs somewhat, that can actually hinder whether or not you continue your, your education past that? Well, it hinders because many of them um, um, go to community college mm-hmm. and then start working. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, they're helping their families, especially if we're, we're in an extended economic um, compression. What, what will be their choices? Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll put all these statistics up in our, uh, on our website so that people can dive deeper. It, it is very interesting read. I think it's a very important read. It's mm-hmm. very important for us to understand um, what, is, what is impacting this generation. If for nothing else, the Cs are our future. They're the individuals Absolutely. who are going to be working while mm-hmm. you and I, hopefully at some are point, will retirement, retirement. <laughs> <laughs> well, someday. But 
but they're the future mm-hmm. leaders of industry. And the other interesting point about uh, Z's is many of them are even questioning whether or not to go to college. Mm. Um, another uh, research uh, and study that was conducted um, put a great percentage of Z's want to be entrepreneurs. I think the statistics sh- showed 54% of them believe that they're going to be entrepreneurs. That's and fantastic, right? That is. To have fan- that belief. That, mm-hmm. that is fantastic. And they, and they believe or they're questioning whether or not they even need to go to college to mm, be yeah. uh, entrepreneurs. So that's, that's a, a very different mindset. But, um, and, and they think it's because they look at the, the gig economy, they look at right. um, the ability to start a business online and be successful mm-hmm. as a path for them. And so individuals like that are also beginning to think about um, what this economic don- downturn is, is means to them mm-hmm. and, and how they find that path forward. So everything is in flux and everything is in change for this generation at such a crucial stage of their life, right. what sets them up for success on a long-term basis. But I think it, it is really important for us to to spend some time focusing on those who unfortunately cannot take a gap year because there's also mm-hmm. some resources. and Because um, there are resources yes. out there to help some of these people who cannot um, afford to do a gap year. Correct. And we're do to, a gap year, right? Correct. Or, or still not start college as they intended, mm-hmm. but do something that perhaps gives them a little bit of income and allows mm-hmm. them to hopefully return to college after mm-hmm. this year. And one of the those uh, organizations that I want to talk about um, that is very near and dear to my mm-hmm. heart uh, because of the work that they do, but also a very dear childhood friend of mine is mm-hmm. a, an executive within the organization, and that's AmeriCorps program, and it's part of the uh, Corporation for National and Community Service. Say that again, it's AmeriCorps? AmeriCorps, mm-hmm. uh, yes, and, and that's um, a, a a firm or an organization that most people mm-hmm. are very familiar with is Peace Corps. So sure. Peace Corps yeah. sits okay. underneath the, See, now, now the national no, 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 <laughs> Peace Corps. Now, now it made sense. Yeah. So when you think about AmeriCorps, AmeriCorps is handles all those volunteers domestically. So so they deploy those volunteers to help not for profits in the in the U.S. to mm-hmm. to do the good works that they do. So AmeriCorps is a federal agency, and they work with uh, individuals from the ages of 18 to 26. And what they do is they they deploy them, they work in partnership with not-for-profits mm-hmm. to help them do X. And uh, I've got some great statistics here. Since March, AmeriCorps deployed 8,500 members to help an estimated 1.3 million people in the U.S. during COVID. So you're saying since March, since which March. is already we're in the pandemic in March. Correct. So they've, they've already been moving some people around. So. Correct. And some of the programs that mm-hmm. AmeriCorps has, and again, this will be up on our on our website, yep. um, they don't give you a lot of money because it's technically volunteering, but they do give mm-hmm. you a stipend. Some of the programs right, afford right. you housing and food, and some of the programs also afford you college credits right so wow. it's a, what a what a plus right so think of it what it does if you are lower income and and you have to defer but you don't want to be a quote-unquote burden on your family or you have right. to develop your family you could potentially do a program like this you could gain not only some wonderful work experience you could be doing such good for mm-hmm. our community for our mm-hmm. country because they do things like tutor kids whose parents have to work but they the kids can't fall behind in school they're helping and visiting and engaging with isolated seniors they're helping deliver food they're doing all this wonderful very important meaningful work to keep our country going they also of course get room and board if they're deployed to different parts of the u.s and they also potentially could get 
uh, college credit, right. all wonderful things. And and the um, assignments are for 10 to 12 months, which again fits perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are things that they could do. We are trying to influence our clients by creating an opportunity within corporate America, especially in financial services, mm-hmm. for these brilliant kids, these kids who, who want a better future, to be able to work on, a, on an interim basis, maybe mm-hmm. gain a little bit of income, and still be able to continue their, their future path of going to university when, God willing, mm-hmm. all of this is in a different place. And how wonderful is that? I mean, just listening to you speak about that, it excites me. I'm far off from ever having a gap year ever <laughs> in my life until maybe I retire. But I'm excited for my nephews. My nephews, yes. Anthony and Enzo, they're 13 and six years old. They're going to have so much opportunity out there. And knowing what I know now, what we're talking about, I would love for them to, to be able to do something like this. That's right. And other organizations are beginning to think about this differently, too. There's an organization in, in England, and I love their name. It's called Mind the Gap Year. Um, Mind the Gap Year. Mind the Gap Year. They created, they recently created a program that they're launching in September. I believe that they may still be taking mm-hmm. applications. Now, there is a cost to it. It's a very minimal cost, okay. but it's called Life Ready Program. And what they're doing is they're taking these teams, which they call tribes, these teams of, of Generation Zs uh, mm-hmm. who are taking a gap year, and they're putting them through life courses. They say what you technically don't learn in college, but you should. So they're bringing industry experts to teach them things like social engagement. How do mm. you communicate professionally? How do you think about what you love to do? How do you deal with conflict? How do you think about your role in the world? So again, it goes back to the value that Gap Year gives you of social skills. They've actually created a formal program wow. by which mm-hmm. if you're taking a Gap Year and you can afford to pay a little bit of money, you are still learning. And think of how they come back prepared, even if they decide not to go to university. They spend some time really learning about themselves and becoming better individuals and better professionals. So as, as someone who works in the human capital world, I get excited about that future talent. Mm -hmm. And we're also gonna have a link to LRP, right, Life? Yes, Life Ready Programs. Life Uh, Ready Programs, fantastic. Uh, Part of uh, Mind the Gap Year. Well, Cecile, if I could turn back the clock, I would, because when I was in high school, these were my options. You go to business school, you get an MBA, my mom was pushing that, you go to law school, Mm -hmm. you go to medical school, become a doctor, you pick up a trade, if your dad was a plumber, a carpenter, Mm -hmm. whatnot, you just go out there and got a job or you join the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. That was it. That was it. What a different world right? we live in now. Mm-hmm. It is It is just worlds apart. Um, and that's why these organizations are so important. And again, we'll have all of these on our website. Uh, mm-hmm. Organizations like Mind the Gap Year, uh, which their website is mtgnow.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, others are allforgood.org. Mm-hmm. I love this one. Where There Be Dragons. Where there be dragons. Where there be dragons.org. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pointsoflight.org. Do something good.org. And of course, we've talked about gapyear.org. They will all be uh, mm-hmm. on, on, on our site for you to, to look at, for the listeners to look at it and really dive into and, and access all the wonderful things that they do, as well as a link to AmeriCorps. Mm-hmm. But your, your point is, is really important about how different it was oh, when, yeah. we were, uh, when we were looking at college and mm-hmm. getting ready to go to that very important transition of our life and why this matters, why we wanted to do this podcast, not only to inform, but to explore what it means, the, the pluses, which there are so many, and to bring some light into the disadvantages mm-hmm. that uh, individuals who are kids mm-hmm. who are socially, economically challenged and who have done everything right by 
working hard and getting the grades and even those who couldn't get the higher grades because either they couldn't or because they had to hold a job um, they want to change their life and now that is potentially derailed so um, we those of us who are privileged to run businesses mm -hmm. those of, of, of us who are actively working in in an organization who potentially has the capacity to hire these these individuals as volunteers mm -hmm. it's incumbent upon us to create a better opportunity because mm -hmm. here's the what the z's are the biggest generation they are slowly coming into the workforce mm -hmm. we will have to work with them we will have to incorporate and understand not bend to their will but understand and incorporate how they see the world what's important to them and as i mentioned if you are a, a, an industry that creates products or services that is your future consumer mm -hmm. base mm -hmm. so why not start learning from them now and for us as as a people which is i always go back to the human condition and human capital understanding and learning from each other, beginning those conversations as we are very different in generations in the workforce and in society will make us all better people, will make us mm -hmm. better from an adaptive perspective, from a community perspective, because the truth is alone we might go fast, but together we go far. And that's why it matters. And there's a lot of overlap, right? Four yes. different generations right. are currently out there in the workforce, right? Yes, so your, your boomers, your Xers, which is us, mm -hmm. your millennials, and now your Cs. All right, we want to invite um, students, perhaps um, someone who has taken a gap year, someone who's thinking about uh, taking a gap year to go to our website, endswithz.com, reach out to us. We'd love to include you in a follow-up podcast because we think this is such an interesting topic. We'd love to hear your experiences, maybe some of your challenges that you've gone through mm -hmm. and, and share it with our listeners. And we wanna help. We wanna make mm -hmm. sure bring awareness to this so that all of those students facing a gap year choice have the best possible available opportunities to them. And that'll bring us to the end of yet another podcast. Thanks so much for listening to Ends With Z. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, make sure to subscribe at www.endswithz.com to get the latest updates from us. Email us with questions or show suggestions. We'll be happy to hear from you. Also, follow us on Instagram for tips and insight as well. Until next week, for Cecile Munoz and executive producer Sean Moe, I'm Juan Fernandez. Have a great day because above all else, you matter.